It's the Mexican Soccer Show. I am Luis Velasquez. Welcome to an hour-long podcast. We sometimes go over an hour or before an hour or under an hour, but everything dedicated to the Mexican hour. Soccer. Today we're doing a little different. There are there's nobody on the chat. It's gonna be quiet. It's like it feels weird. Nobody's telling us hello, hi. But anyway, Cesar, Amy, yeah. how we doing? How we doing? This is episode two of 2022. I'm gonna count them. Feels it feels just, weird not to have to have people in the chat. Maybe we can just like pretend to be start chatting, just like pretend chat right to be now. someone else and just be like, Cesar, you, you you look just as like bad as you did last week. You clearly took a shower this time as opposed to being all weird and sweaty after the last podcast where I looked a little weird. <laughs> Put an inappropriate comment so Amy can react. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right let's talk let's talk of mexican soccer um looking at dates um i didn't know that mexico is playing a world cup qualifier next week i, I knew but i still feel like it's like the 5th of january yeah i, I don't i'm not entirely sure if yes. i'm mentally it's ready i'm not sure if i'm mentally ready to like make that shift i mean obviously we're we have to we're gonna be doing some content you know but but it almost feels like you know, it feels like it wasn't too long ago when we're like, oh, you know, there's going to be a lengthy break now over the winter for Mexico. They're going to have time to, you know, recoup. They're going to have time to kind of like figure things out. But it just it seems like it snuck up on us incredibly quickly. But yeah, it's coming up but soon. Technically, and, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a break because we had a Mexico game in December, right? Or no? Yeah. 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 I mean, but, yeah, I, but I meant, you I were meant... there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. But I'm trying to figure out. Because I had it in my mind that maybe there was going to be a, a, a game in December 27th, but then I look back. No, the Austin really? game was what? It was the early just de early December though. December eighth. December eighth. Yeah. yeah, Marcelo Flores making his debut. Yep. That was a big Flores watch. Okay, good. Um, well, national team, World Cup qualifiers, three games, right? Going to Jamaica, um, Panama, Costa Rica, with no audience, and a list should be coming out. You know. We used to get these lists two weeks before the game, three weeks before, but now with, I would think, COVID uh, restrictions with traveling, uh, some of the players that are in Europe should have already gotten the list of who has. Nothing's been leaked. I missed the Piojo days when he would tell us of, you know, who's he's thinking and when the list is going to come out, but now it's kind of like we don't know after. Uh, yeah, so um, – I was trying to look back at the list from last year, last uh, last camp, right? And, and I just didn't want to keep reading when it was Nestor Araujo, Jesus Gallardo, Cata Dominguez, Hector Moreno, Chaka Rodriguez, Osvaldo Rodriguez, Jorge Sanchez, and Gilberto Sepulveda as our defense. So I'm, I'm just kind of look back. Maybe we can just talk about who has to be in that and like who who are we like 100% sure will be there and then uh some that we probably are not going to see or kind of don't want to see I'll yeah, leave it to I, you guys you guys are nice i think that's an interesting question because from the last call up that we saw that was for the friendly against chile you're wondering which one of those younger names could potentially get uh, a call up to all three, because I think there are certain guarantees. You're like, okay, you look at Ochoa, you know, that's obviously like a guarantee. You look at someone like, uh, I don't know, let's say like a Guardado or an Achiache, you know, th these players, they seem to be kind of like a, uh, shoe wins for not only L3, but if they do qualify for the World Cup, you'd potentially see them there as well. We are wondering from that December game, like who are some of those younger options who could potentially sneak into the list? You know, can maybe it will be Acevedo, maybe it'll be Julian Araujo, you know, maybe uh, it'll be in, in Eric Lira. So I, I think that's 
kind of fascinating for me to see which one of those you know, young names, if any, because maybe maybe that that won't make that many surprises, and I don't expect them to make too we, many surprises. Yeah. We already jumping on. Let's call Marcelo Flores to the national team for World Cup. Oh, World I don't Cup. know. Uh -huh. Yes and no. Yes, I I would say probably no. I would say the case is more for Julian Araujo more than anybody else. Like yeah. there's no, mostly because. I think we've talked about it a lot, which is both a good and bad thing. Good for Araujo, I guess, but bad in general for the national team, right? That's the position that's most needed in that case. I mean, again, I agree with Cesar. You don't know what that is going to do in terms of like, you know, when it came to that game in December and the post-game press conference where he's like, well, maybe you have space to adjust two or three people, but I've already had my foundation set for a while. And he's just going to kind of move forward with that. So I would make the case more for Araujo. I don't, I mean, you're, I'm assuming you're going yes, Lisa, because you brought up the question in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just because I fear, and I saw the Canada one because I listen to all their news now, see what they're talking about Mexico and how great they are. Um, you want to see if they mention your name at some point? Throughout no, I want to see if they mention it. <laughs> There's like reports that Marcelo Flores is going to join a camp for, for a friendly. Um, and uh, then I'm like, okay, wait, hold on a second, right? Let's just squat it. Like, as soon as he makes an, a, a debut for a match, but I get it, I get it. So, no, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be called up, but and um, also, thought that did remember, you know, the word like, like the, the word of the day, um, during that Mexico game was like, was paciencia and patience. You know, he kept talking about like patience with Marcel Flores, kept talking about patience with him. What if he doesn't? What if Canada calls him? Like, we there's patience. Give him some time. But I think I don't know. I I think that not saying that it was it was rushed, but I think it, you know, like the Mexico definitely brought him in and gave him a gave him no, that yeah. man. They, they gave him that opportunity. I'm not saying that that was rushed for for a player of his age. You know, he's you know, he's 18 now, and you know, you know, well, especially for a game that wasn't. That wasn't like a FIFA window, and it was you know, yeah. It was the one yeah. in the United States game. I I thought it was yeah. It was good to have. But I think but yeah, I, I think I see yeah, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, but but I think I think elsewhere in that roster, I mean, you know, we brought up Joan Aqua. I think uh, you know maybe we'll see you know how some how healthy some of these players are, and you know what the COVID situation is for some of the players, mm -hmm. and you keep your fingers crossed, everybody's gonna be safe, and it's not gonna be you know. You're not going to see new cases at any point in the near future, but maybe someone like Santi Jimenez uh, from Cruz I really want to see Santi Jimenez already getting some minutes. And I would like to see him in in this next call. I think that's someone who who I'd like to see. Yeah, Acevedo. I want to see Chava Reyes. I kind of I want to see just. I know that they they don't have a lot of experience, but we are not doing well. We need, you yeah. know, I, I want Eric Lara to come back. And it's sure we're not going to throw in Marcelo Flores in there, but. Um, Eric Aguirre, you know, it's, I, yeah. I know that there are some, there's some of those younger players that I feel like would have a little more of the drive. And mm -hmm. this is a window where there's three players. There's three, it's, it's three games. Yeah. So this maybe that's how, that's the other thing too. I think the roster is going to be a big one. I think it's going yeah, yeah. to be a big one. Yeah. I think it's a 30 man roster. Right. And it's three games and there's going to be, you know, rotaciones because of the three, three game. Granted, we all, we, uh, Mexico goes to Jamaica and there's two home games. That third game is usually the hardest game. Um, and you know, the advantages in there. Well, next week we'll talk all about the preview about those three games, but it uh, looks like the list says are saying Thursday, like normal, the list yeah. will come out. Um, 
that I'm seems not, to be that, yeah that seems how it uh, usually is it's like it's like the thursday the week before uh the, yeah. that first game although sometimes it could be changes sometimes it'll be on a wednesday night sometimes it'll be on a friday sometimes it's delayed even a little it bit more be, yeah, because of covid good. yeah but yeah yeah and i think because of covid so um we'll see we'll see how many people you know we'll talk about the mexicans abroad next and going into those lists but it's at least the you know the our main guys Chucky coming off of two goals scored on uh, Monday if you're listening today or yesterday when you're listening uh, great great goal after he's gotten uh, some criticism um the press there in Italy right that yeah. he was a very expensive hire and he's not scoring that many goals and he's not on his way today and Monday he got a red over the weekend goal. too in the Coppa Italia so. <laughs> two goals. Yeah, no, it's good to see that from, yeah. from from Chucky. And, uh, and if you're watching the match, the second goal is almost like a, his little cutback that he does in the World Cup. The, that little yeah. cutback and he goes in. So that was that was good. Raul Jimenez scoring in a, a PK where we've talked about Raul Jimenez. Maybe uh, you know it's, it's taken a while for for him to come back at where he was before, but it's a completely different team, and that team's not scoring, but they're getting you know they're they're in good they're in good position um so it's uh and then now one of the things that i want to talk to you says that an amy yeah. um, amy had to, to come back but uh mr tecatito finally leaving porto we, we've been saying in this podcast he should have left like 2019 <laughs> 2020 yeah yeah because you would you would have thought that when he won uh the award for player of the season uh you know porto player of the year this is like a, a season or two back you're thinking okay he's done everything that he could possibly do uh, at yeah. Porto. He's won league titles. You know, he's got all those individual awards. You think, okay, if this is the best player in the Portuguese league, obviously there needs to be a step up uh, for a player of his caliber. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 it didn't happen until recently. And even before it was officially, uh, you know, cemented that, that Tecatil was going to go to Sevilla. There are even rumors that he would, he would potentially have to wait until the summer um, to go to Sevilla. But luckily um Sevilla acted fast and you can tell that you know they really wanted a player of his caliber because you see um his former manager uh Joan Lopetegui um who wanted who wanted to bring him over to Sevilla and I think that that's what's really exciting is that I think Tecatito at his best was when Lopetegui uh was managing mm -hmm. him and now that he's once again uh, under his guidance uh but now with a different team I'm excited to see the step up that Tecatito is going to make because we saw it already. He already made his debut. Like he's not gonna be, he's not gonna be someone they're gonna slowly like bring in. They, they take like clearly, yeah, he he's gonna be. A, he's, yeah, he's gonna be a crucial player to Sevilla and wearing the number nine as well. Wearing the number nine, he got his intro. He got the video. He flew all last week. It all happened. No one, no one. I mean, we were all kind of looking to see maybe in the summer if there was some type of move. Um, but uh, it, you know, he he got into a very important game that Copa del Rey match yeah. that was postponed. Um, and which was, which was, uh, which is a that's a podcast in itself. Let's talk about we're that. All watching, <laughs> we're like, yeah, right. Amy's like, is that a spear? And I'm like, is that a stick? Is that somebody? Man, it was, uh, it, it got, it got stopped and it got played the next day. Betis was able to win that match 2 1 after, you know, it got replayed again. Um, positives there was it was, was, yeah, Tecatito getting that, um, getting us getting some minutes and just like you said yeah from Lopetegui really really I mean I think I've seen reports that said that the missing piece was someone like Tecatito and he's gonna get some playing time given the nine um this is 
the chance for Decatito to finally prove himself. Yeah. Uh, the player that we've been wanting him to be, and we've seen flashes with the national team. We've seen flashes with his, uh, with his clubs, but um, this is it. It's like the last straw right before the world cup. After that, yep. you're getting older. I'm not saying it's over after this year, but he's in his prime. His prime is ending and yeah. now comes a world cup. So we will see. We'll see what happens with, I- I'm excited to see more, more players now in, uh, in La Liga that are playing. Yeah. And it's something that we've been, it's something that we've been waiting for years and not even just like a handful of years, but several, several years. It feels like, I don't know, like, like for such a long time, we were like, oh, there's this player who just has the talents and just the ability to really be a game changer for any team. And we've seen him go up against the very best for his club side and also Mm -hmm. in the national team. I remember uh, actually, you know, our good friend Naive, I think he posted a video of the game that Tecatito had against, I believe it was the Netherlands. And just to see the the level at which Tecatito was playing against the Netherlands was incredibly impressive. Yeah. And we know, like you said, he isn't, this isn't a, a player who's in his early 20s, a player who is in his late 20s now, but he's undoubtedly in his prime. And I'm excited to see a motivated Tecatito because it's obvious that he wasn't really motivated with Porto uh, within the last several months because it's clear he wanted to go, he wanted to leave the team, to go to a different club. And they were benching him. He w- And the fact that he wasn't playing well, obviously, didn't exactly help. Mm-hmm. But I'm genuinely very excited to see what, what we can see from, from Tecatito. Uh, and I don't know. I, 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 I think he's going to, I don't know. I think he's going to do incredibly well in La Liga. Yeah. All hoping for the best of Tecatito always. What we've been saying, those, those players are going to team are going to translate, translate to the national team. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the national team, really quick, we had a little quick chat before the, the mat, the, before this this podcast we're looking at uh us versus canada and what we're hearing is that alfonso davies the best player in Concacaf, mind you because we want to make sure everyone knows that we're not delusional um <laughs> that uh he might not be playing in the in the in, in the game I'm pretty sure it's confirmed uh for this and it would have been uh, it would have been surprising after reading i mean it, it is really unfortunate just to, to hear the reports of the myocarditis you know that's that's definitely feel definitely seems scary so i hope uh, for the best for him, but I would have been surprised if he would have immediately would have yeah. been available for World Cup qualifiers. Maybe something's going to turn around at the last moment, but yeah. I would have been shocked if he would have been available for Canada in these upcoming games. So, as Canada fans hate me because I've been mad, I, I really wish <laughs> Alfonso Davies was there just because we like to see the magic that this 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 guy has in in, in our region and always hope for for a play. Yeah, I, I, you know what? That. I genuinely like watching him play. Like, oh yeah, I, no, he's, like, yeah, he's yeah, awesome. I, he's I, awesome. I love watching him play. He's fantastic. Obviously, he's, like, he's, uh, yeah, he hasn't been at his uh, best. Level. I think the last several months have he has. It seems to be like a slight decline, yeah. but still, he's an absolute incredible, fantastic player. Yeah. The the U.S. goes to Canada, and I think it's going to be another cold match, is for what I'm saying. But I was asking this. Canada's in first place. Yeah. Not so far ahead. Okay, they're in first place after, you know, the, the, the half of the octagonal. U.S. is your bitter rival. You never want the U.S. to win, ever. But are, on this match, the U.S. going to Canada, who do you take? Uh, and you can't the say draw? No, no, no. Come on, no. I, I said it before. I said it before. You told you're right, me. you're right, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, because in a, one in one end, it's like the U.S. not getting a road win is always fun, right? Because it's the mighty the mighty U.S. and supposedly King of Concacaf. Because Mexico's down, 
uh, who's not in first place, who only won one game outside of in 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 World Cup qualifying, which is against Honduras, since like 2017 or something. Like they they on. Uh, yeah, I don't think or no, even went before that cuz I don't think they won any games in that World Cup qualifying. But um yeah, so the US loses or gets a tie, but then I'm like that's Canada getting three big points against a, you know, the second best team I would say right now and gets a little farther ahead and now the Canada beats Mexico and the US in World Cup qualifying at home and it's just the heads of our Canadian friends are going to be like I mean, it. to be fair, I, I think, I mean, I, I would feel the same way if, if I was a, if I was a Canadian fan. But I'm, but least, I do, I do think, I do think it's going to be a tie. I do think that both these teams have done very well defensively. I've been impressed by them by their defensive efforts. Um, obviously, like, uh, you know, they've allowed fewer goals than than Mexico so far um, in World Cup qualifying. So I think you got to give them credit for that. Canada have gotten a number of draws more than actually. I guess let me look at the table. Actually, yeah, only Jamaica have gotten four, uh, the same amount of draws, which is four so far in the competition. Um, I know uh, people were a little critical uh, of them, like at the beginning of the competition, where it just looked like they were getting draw after draw after draw, but then they started collecting more wins. They started collecting more points. I've been impressed by them. And even though they'll be at home, even though I do think I expect them to not not be afraid of the U.S. men's national team, um, especially after they're able to beat you know, Mexico, I do think that I don't know. I feel like this has a draw written all over it, just because of how well yeah. both teams have done defensively. Draws better for Mexico, so and that would be and that would be better for point. Mexico. Yeah. Mexico gets nine. I'm just going crazy. That means, oh, not means. no. What, what do you, what do you think though? Like how many how many points we have to get? We no no. This is a have to. This is not a. We, you think it's you know if we if we got to we got you win in in. I could see maybe seven. Right, but uh, I think seven. I think seven. Yeah, one. But getting, but getting a draw and against Jamaica on the first to, to come back, I think, I think, and we'll be talking more obviously on on this. But um, yeah, it's let's just say the best scenario for Mexico, you get nine points, right? A draw in yeah. there for Mex for U.S. Canada. I think the U.S. has El Salvador at home. So all right, but I uh, just wanted to throw that in there to all you guys that are listening. What would you want? Tweet at us. Canada losing. Canada tying, Mexico winning. You know, I, everyone's going to want the tie because that's the best result for us. But is there somewhere in there that you would be okay with Canada? Someone, Someone's somehow going to like tweet out and be like, is it possible for both of them to lose? Um, <laughs> <Both I'm laughs> Match canceled. All right. Um, Liga MX, Jornada 2. Yeah. Um, Chivas, let's just go back to what we were talking about last week. <laughs> Are we now back to okay? Well, it's Chivas from last season. Well, I, we did say in the podcast, like you're like you're like okay. I was you're asking me if I do I think there'll be a playoff team. I said yes, there'll be a playoff team. But then you also brought up like, well, uh, you know, does that mean gonna, does that that mean they're going to be uh, Bachuca? And I and I, I do remember specifically saying they tend to have no. issues against Bachuca. <laughs> but what I didn't expect is for them to basically create those mistakes and those issues for themselves. Uh, I, the first, the first, uh, that first goal that, uh, that Bachuga scored, like it was, it was almost, I, didn't, I believe almost every single member of Chivas's back line ha had an issue there <laughs> with, with, uh, before that first goal. And then the second one, I mean, it's just, I mean, I feel bad for, for Gudinho. Uh, I, it's clear that there's a slight uh, misdirection of the yeah, pass true. that went into back of that. But oh man, that's just that, it that was 
<laughs> it happens. You learn from it. It's hilarious to see it. You see that giant dip or whatever it was. I don't know if it was like a. It looked like some dark spot on there, and it just the ball. I think it was just it was a, it was a patch of grass. It was just like it's like, like a divot or a something. Bit. It just kind of goes over. At the same time, don't you know? He's already trying to make. I mean, we do that. I was I was thinking. I'm like, I've gotten passes where I know the ball is coming, and I know it's coming to my feet. I'm already looking at it. Like everyone does that, right? So it's kind of yeah. it kind of sucks. But you should know that that's around there. I, I actually talked to. I was with a friend that's a keeper and I, and that played in college. And I asked him, I'm like, Hey, and he's like, no, one of the things they let you do is, is there anything that could obstruct the ball around me? Right. Like, is there like, right. cause he's like, I played in really bad stadiums and you're like, crap, there's a divot here. There's like a, you know, it's like, if you're in a bad, you know, you kind of go, all right, if the ball's coming, so it goes on him. That's a really bad, I, that's a I really feel, bad I don't mistake. know. I feel bad for good. Cause like, I feel bad. I, no, wait, 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 what was it's his fault. It's his fault. And no, they're not going to go and fire the groundskeeper. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, too, is just like I mean, it's tough because like we're basing this off of replays. We weren't actually at the stadium, but for me, that little divot, that little patch of grass, it looks incredibly small. I know he should be aware of his surroundings and where. True, know, be like it looked. I don't know. You can't, I, you can't take your eyes off the ball. I don't know. I know it's, that's. Like, I, it's unfortunate, but it ultimately falls on him. Like, it's not the coach. Yeah. Like, don't worry. It's not your fault. <laughs> and and like, ulti- yeah. And yeah, I'm sure he's issue- leading himself for him. Ultimately, that's the issue would be a replay would- forever. Yeah, that's true. But the, the issue <laughs> which was like just- dad. Was <laughs> like, you imagine his kids. Remember when he did this? Like, uh, <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. It really does suck. But, yeah, I, I, I do think that they'll be fine. I, I do see them as a playoff team. But that first half was was pretty bad for them. I, I, I wrote about it recently. And I yeah, the word I used was listless. And I think that's... That's how I felt about Chivas in that first half. The good news for them, though, is in the second half, it looked with the de- debut Roberto Alvarado, like things got a little bit better for them. They're able to get that lone goal, but but ultimately it was a it was a poor performance. Um, this reminder of the improvements they have to make, and that's what uh, Marcelo Michele Año said after the match too. I mean, yeah, he he's... says he's not going to make any excuses. He said today we didn't play a good game and we have to improve. And uh, and I think he also brought up that you know the only you know, true highlight or positive for him was the performance in the second half. Um, so I think, I think it looks good. I think there's still promise there, but yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna be a title contender, but uh, I do see them as a playoff team, but they're, they're going to have issues against squads like these, like Pachuca, who look like a, look like a dark horse right now. And they, they play attractive attack minded soccer. They, they you know, yeah. they have Almada at the helm. They have exciting young talent, Academy talent. Um, being played too, so Bachuca also get should uh, get plenty of credit there, especially for forcing that mistake for for the first goal. Um, just with the with the pressure that they were they were having that game, it was it was I, impressive. I watched the game and the game wasn't like a horrible display for Chivas. Yeah, it was typical Chivas, but at the same time, Pachuca's doing really well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, it, you kind of go look; it's not as bad as last season. I think that first game did give them some. Uh, some hope to be a better team this year, regardless if it was Mazatlan. And I know I joked last week, but um, Chivas came out like at the very beginning. I'm like, okay, this is Chivas. And then, you know, obviously the mistakes, Gudinho, um, the goals, um, you know, they were still able to score, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens next week when, um, who do they play? They're playing, they're playing Querétaro. So, you know, there's it's the 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 calendars helped them in that in that sense. But I wanna I wanna get your thoughts because last week we talked about what are teams that we, you know, who's gonna win, <laughs> yeah. who's gonna be the surprise team, who's gonna be the team that's, you know, uh, as far as a bad surprise or or a letdown. And 
we did talk about i remember cesar we did talk about one tigres you know who <laughs> lost to puebla and then also um you know toluca like i think we were talking raving about toluca Right, and then they. I wasn't raving. We were saying they're a team to keep. I wasn't like, oh, they're going to be the campeones. Watch no, but, but I mean, no, I, I'm in that too. I'm like, I think the Luca's going to have a good team. Boom, gets like how many goals are scored? Pumas is just running, you know, circles all over and scores that many goals, and all of a sudden, Pumas, boom, does it again as a yeah. top of the leadership. The Pumas that like no one's thinking. I still don't give him credit for it. I'm just like, where is this Pumas coming from? It goes back to show Liga MX is just crazy, and there's nothing that you can predict. Yeah, you know, this feels Leon like Leon Tijuana, for example, which is a, a lock in for everybody's bets. What happened? I, I thought Leon should have lost that game. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, specifically that game I, for me, I thought Scholz was the better side. And yeah, for sure. It was, it was really like, I don't know, that's a Scholz were unlucky not to get a penalty uh, late into the game. Yep. This is a one to one draw um, late into the game. Uh, they, they were given a penalty and then VAR overruled it because there was an offside call um before uh the foul was made but i don't know on re- uh, every time i've watched the replay i'm not entirely sure if that's an offside call and i think that Scholl should have uh gotten the win there but but i think overall we i do agree with what you're saying because you know I, I think obviously because of covid and a lot of factors you know y- 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 there did seem to be uh, a drop in the number of goals uh, uh last season I, I guess you could say last year too is almost like the level of play like decreased slightly Liga Mekis. But 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 I was gonna say, but this season it feels like it's like, oh, it's like it's like I don't want to say like Liga Mekis is back, but it's kind of feeling like I don't know, the Liga Mekis that we all kind of fell in love with. And you've seen these multi-goal games, you've seen these uh, more goal doesn't it, mean better though. Because it's just bad. No, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm just I'm just saying more entertaining. More more entertaining. I can see, I can see. Yeah, it's just more entertaining, back, yeah. with Necaxa, it's Again, the matches that we want to see are going to be towards the middle and towards the end. Like the, the right, there's a reason why the attractive matches aren't right now. Mm-hmm. Pumas, Querétaro, Atlas, San Luis, Cruz Azul, Juarez. Which, uh, which Cruz Azul, I still right now, if I had to pick one of the best teams, Charlie Rodriguez, two goals. Cruz Azul yeah. with all the changes. This is a c- contender. We said that they would. They're doing things. They're doing things well. So it's kind of like I. Now I'm switching back after what I saw with Leon, and that's just because I just I'm like, wow, like we shouldn't have lost that game. But you know, they, remember Santos Toluca coming back three one? Like it's just what you, you couldn't go back. And I'm like, guess what? It's back to Liga MX where you can't predict what's going to happen. Look at Tigres. Yeah, I mean, because we're even saying like, I mean, <laughs> you know, you we were asked like, oh, who's be the biggest disappointment? I was like, oh, you know what, Rayados, they're probably yeah. the biggest disappointment. And then they got a four nothing. They got they yeah I know right they got a four nothing away win. You asked me who the title favorite was like you know what I mean, that's got to be Tigres and then Puebla step in get a two nothing away win and then you look at uh, even Atlas the current title holders you know obviously mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they they might need a little bit of a break but like that wasn't the prettiest win for them uh, that narrow win over San Luis Pumas uh, you know who I mean they're 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 one of the one they're one of the grandes but uh, they haven't exactly been playing like that <laughs> they are in now months but they are now and that's you know they've been they've been carried by uh, some of those. Uh, they have the was it Diogo Rogério um, up top, the Brazilian forwards. And they have Meritao in the midfield, another Brazilian player who's been carrying them. But they've been looking excellent. You know, Sebastian Salcedo, the Mexican American kid, he's been doing great too. Um, and yeah, they have eight goals in their last two games. So yeah, Pumas looking good. 
Ryados just completely shut me up. <laughs> Puebla stunned Tigres. It's Nagaxa. True, true, true. That is that is very true. And <laughs> then Cruz, and Cruz, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Necaxa, Mazatlán, San Luis. You know, it's uh, I'm on my <laughs> okay. Any of the teams that go on there, you know, you're scoring. But hey, uh, America um, has only played one game, and they're they're scheduled to play. Yeah, so their game against uh, Mazatlán is rescheduled for February. It's because. Okay. Uh, there, there are some issues with the field uh, at the stadium in Mazatlan, so they postponed that <laughs> Too game. Too many Beatles to be. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and, and then Mazatlan, like, what was it like? Uh, what was it, like people were like, is it cockroaches? Is it like flies? And then like, and then like, and then Mazatlan like had the post about like actually like it's a specific bug from the region of like the, the beetle of the coast. Blah blah blah. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, Leon Atlas. Uh, so Leon needs to you know forget about what happened because in two days they play the reigning champions. Um, Atlas. I'm I'm excited to see that game again. Just because, yeah, no. Uh, revenge just because of what happened and that'll be a good test of where the teams are is this we've seen what happens with championship teams they don't necessarily start that well and the guy makes kind of take a while and i get i get why you know they, they you, you have those vacations but uh but yeah liga max is back to being crazy and not being to be predicted which is good and it's and it seems like yeah <laughs> and other <laughs> And, uh, and other than like uh, you know some of the, like uh, some teams like Juarez or Necaxa or Querétaro, going to throw shoals in there too. Like you don't expect them to be uh, punching above their weight, but it seems like everything's just up for grabs. Like it just seems like anybody can, can really really push for this title um, this season. And it's and it's really exciting because that's just once again it's just it's that parody of Liga Mekis that that you fall in love with. It's. Mm -hmm. It's this, uh, you know, the ability for several teams to be fighting for championships. So it's not only several teams fighting for championships, but several teams winning them, too. And as we saw last season, you know, with Cruz Azul or last year we, with Cruz Azul winning it and with Atlas winning it, it just kind of solidifies this idea that just anything is really possible in this league. So it's exciting to see who's going to do it this year. And maybe it will be. Maybe it will be Pumas. Maybe it will be. I mean, we've joked. Maybe it's actually going to be Puebla. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's Puebla looking good. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, I mean, if you, okay. a two nothing, two nothing away win uh, over over Thigdas, That's that's huge. That's that's absolutely huge. For sure, no, for sure. Uh, we uh, we did have some questions, Esar, since uh, yeah. Amy's not returning, but she um, we had some I questions regarding the Mex the Mexican soccer show where we said, hey, let's answer. So if you're listening to us, uh, we're gonna have some spots for some questions when we're doing where we don't do live shows like today. Um, Let's see. First one from our friend Latino, L-A-W. I think he's a law student. <laughs> um, and he was born in 1993 because this is Latino 1993. It's got to be. Do you all expect any more Mexican players to make the move to Europe this window? So, Probably window not. ending in February, <laughs> right? <sighs> I mean, there was, you know, you did have hopes for someone like a, maybe like a Carlos Acevedo. You were thinking like, hey, you know, maybe there's potential yeah. interest you know, from Bayer Leverkusen. Unfortunately, their sporting director denied those rumors. And I think, unfortunately, when you look at other potential options, um, unfortunately, a lot of them already made a move to People a different league of their, team. I don't, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily see anybody. Um, wait, Pisuto finally got taken out from Lille today, yeah. right? Uh, he came out. I'm not. He's already in Europe. He's going to come back to Liga Mekis. He's going to start down. I mean, I say keep fighting it up there and see what happens. Yeah, I really do hope that he sticks around because 
you know, it's he he did he suffered injury problems. I mean, he was out for months before returning recently from injury, mm-hmm. and it's real it's tough to get minutes in a side that literally won league on uh, last season. But I mean, based off of the limited time that I've seen him play, because you know, you know, he only played like what one or two games in league at Mikey's, and other than that, it's just watching him with the youth national team, but. He seems to be a confident, you know, central midfielder. He seems to be able to take charge in a defensive midfield role. And not too long ago, remember, he was the winner of the bronze ball at the yeah. 2019 U-17 World Cup. So I do hope he stays in France. And I do think that he he could go to another league outside uh, that could take a chance on him. Well, that was another question that somebody said. Thoughts on Pisuto and where he's going. Um, it, it's like we haven't really seen a lot. And yeah, so we just... We're, we're trying to figure out, you know, what uh, hopefully he stays in Europe because obviously, like we said, um, thoughts on Chucky Lozano, his brace. We kind of talked a little yeah. bit about that, but uh, two goals starting off the the year, great goals for Chucky Lozano. Hey, that second so, goal. So if you go back, a second goal, you have that cut from the World Cup, and uh, just hey, I really like this second goal was really great, but his first goal and our friend uh, Hercules Gomez kind of put it up there. His positioning is great. It almost reminded me a little of yeah. Chicharito. Because he gets in front, back, and front again to try to confuse the defenders, and those are the, this is what we want—that smart player off the ball. And I think Chuki has always been, you know, he's a very intelligent player, and he, he's got the drive. Um, good for him. We talked about, we talked about it, right? Where he's been criticized a little bit by the press. Now, scoring two goals uh, is is good for Mister Chuki, yeah. especially since. Uh... Technically, everybody's like, oh, like, look at Chucky doing this in his first uh, Serie A game back. And it's great to see him do this in his first Serie A game back because obviously December he, you know, tested positive and he wasn't able mm-hmm. to play um, uh, any matches in early 2022 up until last weekend. Um, so it was a great it was great to see him back in Serie A. But in the Copa Italia, uh, he did earn a red, red last uh, weekend. Yeah. And that was at first I was like, oh, you know what? That's a I was like, that's I was like, that's a soft yellow uh, at most. But then after watching replays, like, oof, no, never mind. That's definitely mm-hmm. red. So, so it's good it, to see him. I, yeah. I haven't watched it. I I normally don't watch the Italian league just because there's not any Mexicans that have played there, and now there's advertised mm-hmm. more. But now when I watch more of the Italian league, man, they hit each other a lot, <laughs> like a <laughs> lot, a lot. Like I was watching, I'm like, how is that dude in in Mexico? That'd be a straight red. So, yeah. eh, but we'll but see. good for him though, because like because it was like. You know, he was returning to play and it was like last week and you're like, oh, this is first game back. And then he got the red and, mm-hmm. and it sucked because he was playing really well. He he had a shot that hit the the woodwork over the weekend. And you're like, all right, maybe this could be his comeback. Got a red, you know, so that was unfortunate. But then in his Serie A uh, match, he got that brace and yeah, well deserved for. Yeah, for, not for really fighting, fighting those, those the, the spot. I think they're only a few um, points behind. Uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be huge if Napoli wins with with Chucky at uh, the Serie A, which would be would be amazing. Another another championship team for him. He's been already yeah. in in two. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, other questions. Amy's not here, but I didn't get a chance to see Katy. Um, yeah, his debut for America. She did. Score. She did score. Yeah, she, she did, did score. score. That's already very positive. There's you know some. Uh, from her movie, you know, the Tigre. So we'll uh, we'll make sure she answers Amy and and um, another down on the our football pod for you. But yeah. anything, let's we'll see, see, anything else that uh, as far as questions, Pisuto, we answered. 
Again, more Europeos. Someone says, how you know, on the Chucky's brace overall, Sergio Cervantes says, he's a beast. End of discussion. So, like, we can't talk about <laughs> it anymore. That's just how it goes. But No, but I forgot. I know uh, it's... No, no. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, I know it's a short, short uh, show for us because... Um, uh, we normally do these live, but uh, next week starts World Cup qualifying. So it's here it comes again. Yeah. Like the, the the nightmare if we lose against Jamaica, pressure in the Azteca, and we lose against the Azteca, and dun dun dun. It'll be fine. Come on, I, I think I think we're not. It's like uh, you, you you can't you can't panic about a problem that hasn't hasn't happened yet. So I, I think. Yeah. I think you do. You can worry. I, I think you you worry if Mexico. Let's see. What's 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 the minimum here? What what are we? What is seven. the threshold? Of, seven. Seven. Okay. So what if no what if no a, losses at all? No losses in, in. There is no. The minimum is seven for me to. I'll still be upset, but the Tata will still keep his job in my book is seven yeah. because you cannot lose in the Azteca. And you can't lose against Jamaica. I don't know. Do we do we still panic if let's say it's a one nothing loss to Jamaica, and then Mexico gets huge wins against Costa Rica and Panama? Do we still panic? You panic between Jamaica and, and, <laughs> and the first. <laughs> that, game. That's that's what you just a temper, <laughs> yes. just a temporary because panic. it's the first game. Now yeah. I go on a camping trip. I come back and I don't know the results, and I see all three of them. No. But I am panicking that we lost against Jamaica, that, you know, the U.S. went to tie Jamaica. And it's going to be hard. That Jamaica game is going to be hard. Um, by the way, if you're planning to travel and going, if you're listening to us, make sure you read all the rules Jamaica's making you do when I went to Jamaica. It's a lot, and it's expensive because you got to get tested when you get there. Anyway, just do it. It's Jamaica, how to travel to Jamaica. Um, and I don't even think fans are going to be on the stadium. So, um, yeah. but, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 – yeah, I panic. If if between that twenty seventh and the thirtieth, I'm gonna panic if we okay. lose. I think that's um, that's a gray area for me. It's like it's. I, I think the 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 minimum should be seven points, and I feel like it's like anything below anything below six points is panic. Anything above six points is good, but six points in itself is this weird gray area. And be like, well, it depends like, on uh, it depends nice on the context. Says, yeah. Nice guy says it says we still have a shot, but. <laughs> I'm predict. I'm pre. I predicting it's gonna be. I, I. But I personally, I think the minimum should be should be seven points, and I. I think that's that's definitely feasible. Well, sh- save your predictions for next. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Save for next. All right. Um. Well, thanks again for everybody that's listening to us. Uh. Again, questions, questions. Give it to us. Uh, give it to us. This is our second episode of the year, and we're trying to hit to fifty-two. So. Um, that is. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're gonna. We're <laughs> All right, all right. Well, uh, Amy had to run off uh, with the kids that are around. You know, Amy is 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 a Mexican soccer show super mom, and sometimes when we do these early, we don't necessarily plan. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, she couldn't she couldn't continue the game, the game, the, the podcast. But we're here, and uh, well, you know, maybe she just have a whole podcast by herself. Just be like, all right, Amy's thoughts, <laughs> Amy's corner. I, I think, I think if I were if I were Amy, that would really bum me out. And be like, oh, you guys, now 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 you want me to record a full podcast by myself? Full podcast by <laughs> I, I would pass on that we'll, idea. We'll just don't, give her don't questions. Do it, Amy. Here you go. 
We're going to be in the production side. Would you be like, Amy, stick on topic, please? All right. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Cesar. Once again. And again, if you don't know, great article wrap up on Liga MX. I was actually reading before this podcast, see if I missed oh, anything. Yes. Um, so, ESPN, we tweeted out with the Mexican style. So, yeah. So, awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Thanks, man. Except that I know uh, well, Amy's listening to you. So, hello, Amy. And hasta la próxima. See you next time. <laughs>